Hello and welcome back to Southern Nights. I'm your host, Alicia. And today has been filled with drama. <laughs> like Mercury in retrograde is taking its last stand because I believe that it ends tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. Also, tonight's a new moon for any of those of you um, who, like myself, try to manifest things. This is a good night to do it. Um, well, I kept waking up last night sweating, and I thought, okay, let me back up a little bit. Let me back up. <laughs> let me back up a bit, because... Last night at around 11 p.m., I was freezing. Freezing. I couldn't get warm. I wasn't feeling very good. And then about an hour later, I was burning up. And I thought, am I sick? Like, what's what's going on? And um, normally at night, <laughs> since I'm in my mid-40s, I'm like, is it perimenopause? Because, you know, I'm not for sure 100% if I am in, in menopause, you know. And, um, you know, I haven't had any testing done to try to see. I'm not even sure they can officially do that anyway. Um, they don't seem to have done a lot of testing studies of women and trying to figure us out because, you know, men. Yay, men. Anyway, um... So I thought, well, maybe it's just me, and I'm just, you know, and now I'm hot. <laughs> now, like, my thermostat's off, and my, my internal thermostat is off. And uh, So maybe that's what's going on. Well, so, normally at night, I'm a little warmer anyway, because my my mattress is a memory foam, and it's it runs a little bit warmer. It's a cooling one still, but, you know. Um, so I usually drop the temperature down on the air conditioner from 73, 74 to about 71, 72. Um, just enough where it's like blowing on me and I can fall asleep easier. And I'm usually fine. Um, that usually works fine for me. But um, last night, it was hot before then. And I was like, what in the hell is going on? Um... So I was like bumping the temperature down while I was still awake and watching videos. And um, I noticed it wasn't cooling me like it usually does. Usually right away because I'm like right under the vent. Usually I feel it and everything's fine. Nope. But I thought it's, I still thought it was just me. So I end up going to sleep. I keep waking up in like pools of sweat. It's so gross. And, um, and I'm thinking, man, what is wrong with me? I must be sick or I don't know what's going on. Anyway, so morning finally comes. I was finally feeling okay. Um, I get up. I'm doing stuff around the house. And I go and I check the thermostat. And it says 75. And I had it set for 70. So I knew something was going on. I'm like, something's not right. This isn't right. Because the air conditioner doesn't usually have any problem keeping up with that and once the temperature is dropped and we've been having temperatures in 
the lower 90s to mid 80s during the day. So at night it's in the 70s. There's no way if it's 73 outside, it would struggle to get at 70 in the house or lower. And, um, I mean, I've gotten it down to 67 in here before, like, last summer, late last summer, because we were wanting to, like, um, turn on the fireplace screen. I mentioned that in a previous episode, but um, not the heat, but just the screen. And um, so I bumped the temperature down to 67 last year, and it was not a problem. Anyway, um, so I start talking about how weird that is, so... Um, my husband gets up to go and check on what's going on and we've been having nothing but problems like the whole rest of the day. Um, eventually it got up to 80 in the house and, um, I was like, well, cause he told me one of the tricks to, uh, what happened was, is I guess our filter was too fancy nice thick plush HEPA filter type of air conditioning filter, you know, the uh, return filter where you put the return filter at. Um, And he had just put it in there maybe three weeks ago, so I'm like really baffled by this, but it does not like the thicker filters at all. We have to put the chintzy cheap ones in, which really sucks because we go through them like crazy and we have a lot of people with allergies in this house, so... That's fun, but um, this filter had caused problems with our air conditioner, and um, it couldn't take it anymore. (laughs) So, it froze up. Like, froze up. And it wasn't even blowing air out. The air that was coming out was just like, you could tell it was like 70s to 80s, and it was just barely coming out of the vents. And, um... So I got my, like, laser thermometer, and we were checking it, and it was pretty warm, <laughs> like 74. And um, anyway, he starts going in the attic and trying to figure out what's going on. He goes and checks the outside fan unit part, and he was, like, flipping the breakers to see if that would help. Um, we thought maybe our thermostat was going out or, you know, with it because the screen kept going blank. And, um, it's a smart thermostat, so we have an app for it. We can control it from our phones, and, um, it kept just shutting down and disconnecting from the, the internet, and, uh, so we couldn't even control it from our phone or anywhere, and so, um, it would just randomly, like, come back on again, and he said, I guess, while he was up there, maybe, um, he loosened a wire to it or something, but. I've been having problems with it all day, but he messed with it some more after he figured out the problem. So maybe he, you know, hit it again accidentally or something. But um, initially, he got it defrosting a little bit with a hairdryer and it started to cool down in the house. And it got down to like 75, which we're kind of used to because the thermostat that we have um, does more like a range. So we set it to 74 and it will do either 73, 74, or 75 as a temperature. So we, you know, during the summer heat, you know, um, I didn't want to fry the air conditioner. So I would set it at 74. And so, you know, 74, 75, um, even on the really hot days, it would get up to 76 in here and we were fine with that. We got used to that. Um, so 75 felt pretty okay. And I thought, Oh good. It's cooling now. It's working again. 
and um, he thought he was going to um, have to stay home and work on this air conditioner and this work, but he was able to go ahead and go into work, so that was good. But as soon as he left, as soon as he left, it stopped raining. Yes, we got rain today. We got rain, folks. Like, good rain for a couple of hours. Not enough to rehydrate everything, <laughs> but enough to help help uh, tremendously. Anyway, um, once the rain stopped and the sun came out, it started shooting back up. And we ended up at 79 degrees. At that point, you know, he had already told me, because we talked during Messenger, at, you know, using Messenger while he's at work sometimes, and actually most of the time, but anyway, um, he'd already told me that one way to help thaw it out was to turn the heat on. So I'm like, well, hell, it's almost 80 in here. What could it hurt, you know? I'll just turn on the heater, and I'll put it to 81, and we'll see what happens. <sighs> so the heat comes on, and at first everything's okay. We can, you know smell the burning off of stuff, you know, when you turn the heat on for the first time of the season and it's burning off dust and stuff and you could just smell that. Okay. So we were smelling that and, uh, <laughs> but it was okay. I could feel the heater was working, which I hated because I'm not ready for that. <laughs> and, um, then I heard a clunk sound and then the thermostat screen went blank again and started acting all fritzy and weird. It would come back on when it felt like it and then go back off again and come back on again. So, um, finally one, you know, when it would come on, it would automatically kick the heater back on because it was, you know, able to read it again. And so I was glad that it was still working and nothing like blew up in there, broke or whatever. <laughs> Because I'm home alone with my kids. I don't know what to do. You know, I'm like, I don't know how to fix that shit. I don't know. I don't know how to fix that shit. So he's at work. What the fuck do I do? So I'm like telling him all of this stuff as it's happening. <laughs> Finally, I was like, you know what? When it comes back on again, I'm going to turn it to auto and put it back on the air conditioner. <laughs> Because this is ridiculous, because every time it was cutting on, it was heat, heat, heat. And I'm like, God, no. I didn't want the heat on for a long time. Just enough to start the thawing process, you know? Anyway, um, after some time, I finally am able to get the settings right on it once the screen comes back up and it reconnects to the internet. I'm like, okay, great. So I reset it. Um, and after a little while it got the house down to 78 again. And I thought, okay, well, that's good. We're going in the right direction again. And then it started climbing again back to 80. <sighs> this is a long, long, drawn-out day of doing this because there's more. In between all this, I was having other things happen. Anyway, so back to this. Finally, I just let it go and do its thing. I'm like, you know what? Whatever. Um, I bumped the temperature of the thermostat for the air conditioner up to 77, um, because I thought, well, if it cools enough to get there, it can rest and maybe thaw for a little while before it has to cut back on again. 
And that was just my thought process that I didn't have to keep struggling all day because it's been fighting it since last night. Now I know that it was fighting it last night. And um, so I just, I just go and play piano and do other things. And um, I didn't want to cook or anything because it's too hot in that freaking house. And so we've all just been grabbing like sandwiches or uh, one of my daughters made a smoothie, you know. And so I went and I decided about an hour ago now that I was hungry. And so um, I made myself a low-carb wrap. And I came to the couch and I was listening to a video and thinking about doing this podcast because I've been needing to do this. Uh, for next for this next week coming up, so you'll hear this on Monday, and it is currently Thursday, September fourteenth, at ten twenty p.m. <laughs> so, literally all day we've been dealing with this problem. Um, so I finished my wrap. I go and I'm throwing away the paper towel that I used that I made it on, and um, on my way back into the living room. I crossed the threshold from the kitchen dining area into the carpeted living room area. And I noticed I felt cold air on my feet there. So I back up to that spot and I'm like, what? What is happening? I got very excited. So I go and I grab my laser thermometer that I have. Um, I use it for my griddle and my cooking in the kitchen to make sure pans are hot enough and whatnot. So I grab it and I aim it at the vent and it's reading 53, 54 degrees air coming out of it, which is what it usually is when it's working right. So, hello. <laughs> I was so happy. <laughs> so I text, I'm texting my husband about it and he's like, oh, is it draining out the um, pipe that it drains? And so... I go out and I look and I don't see anything. I'm like, I don't, I can't tell. It doesn't look like it. And then, um, that was with my phone's flashlight. And so I was like trying to find a better flashlight. I finally found one. Then I had to change the batteries in it because it was blipping out on me as I was trying to see, um, the drain pipe from the sea, the, the roof outside. So I finally get new batteries and I go out there and look and nothing, there was nothing. And just as I'm about to give up watching, I see a bunch of drips of water and a little stream start to come out. So I actually watched it start draining. <sighs> I cannot tell you <laughs> how excited I was, how grateful I was. And here, here's something. I decided while I was playing piano when I gave up on trying to fight it anymore, just I just feared I'm going to let it do its thing. I actually, now I've told y'all, I'm kind of spiritual. Not religious, but I do believe there's spirits and stuff. And um, so I asked my spirit team to find me somebody that could help with this problem. And I'm wondering now if that's exactly what happened. Um, that I got the idea to go ahead and try the heater because the temperature just kept going up. You know, and I'm not trying to give credit just to the other side because obviously I did the actual thing. But, you know. Um, I thought that was interesting. <laughs> anyway, I ended up like thinking the universe for its lessons because this Mercury retrograde has been a biatch. It has been some good things 
coming out of it. I'm not going to say that the total thing was a bust, but there have been, you know, some, some things that have popped up that were her problem. Like our water heater acted up, you know, and, and that made me cold the one day. And now, <laughs> now the air conditioner acted up, made me hot the other day. So, and then I don't know if I mentioned this, maybe I didn't, but, um, I sliced through my thumb including part of my nail, about a quarter inch deep. And I'm, I was grateful that my husband was home because um, I am not going to go get stitches unless I completely lopped it off or something. You know what I mean? Like, just don't want to spend the money on that. <laughs> Is that bad? It's bad? Anyway, so he was here. He helped me like, uh, I mean, it, it was bleeding so, so very bad. And he gave me paper towels and watered it up and told me to hold it. He went and got a Band-Aid and he wrapped it in just the right way. I mean, just the right way. He put the Band-Aid in such a way that the cut edges met perfectly and the bleeding stopped. And I think because of him, I probably won't really have a scar there. Or if I do, it's going to be a very small one. I mean, I don't really care if I have a scar, but you know. Um... So, the nail, I mean, it cut through about a quarter of an inch. So, from the edge of my thumb, I was cutting jalapenos. It rolled just as my knife was coming down, and it moved my thumb right in the way. So, it's too late to stop. It, it, yeah. It's still sore. Um, it's mostly actually sealed up to itself, so I don't even have to have a bandage on it anymore. But because the nail keeps, like, catching on stuff, because now it's, like, popping up, um, I think I need to, like, put a nail repair kit thing, something on it. I don't, I am not, like, a super girly girl, so I don't know all this stuff, you know. But anyway, um, I'll figure it out. That way um, it doesn't tear across my nail bed because um, it's, it's, it's about a quarter inch from the tip of my finger, the cut. And a quarter inch deep. I mean, anyways, I'm not trying to, like, gross anybody out, bother anybody with that. So I'm sorry if it does. If you're squeamish, I'm sorry. I will probably put a disclaimer in the description. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm okay um, with that anyway. And that's healing up really nicely. I'm really, really grateful that my husband was there because I was panicking. And I honestly didn't know what to do. <laughs> I really didn't. Um, I am not good in medical emergencies. At all. <laughs> so I was really grateful that um, he was there. He hurts himself all the time. All the time. Stupid, stupid little things. Just like this. Except it's usually with working on cars. Or air conditioners. Or water heaters. You know. <laughs> A man can fix damn near anything. So, um, while all this was going on today, okay, I had some chicken bones I had been saving in my freezers, of which I have so many. I have one big, huge, upright freezer. I mean, it's huge. Like 25 cubic feet or something. I mean, it's huge. It's huge. And then we have the two refrigerators with their freezers. Okay. So I had 
gotten bone-in chicken on sale. I don't like cooking bone-in chicken, so I just take the meat off the bones and throw them in the food saver bags, food saver it, and then I save the bones for making bone broth. So I had two big gallon-sized freezer bags of um, bones from the chicken breast, and then I had two whole chicken carcasses that we had rotisseried like last week and um I I needed to make room in my freezer so I just dug those out and I put the roaster outside on the front porch and plugged it in and roasted the chicken because the bone-in chicken wasn't cooked the bones weren't cooked yet and I roasted those first and seasoned them and had that all like cook a bit and then I added water to fill it up and some vinegar. If you didn't know, to make a good bone broth, first of all, you need to let it slow cook for a while. But you also need to like put in like a glug or two, depending on how much you're making, of some kind of vinegar. So it doesn't matter what vinegar it is. White vinegar, apple cider vinegar. There's other kinds of vinegars. Um, those are the two main ones I keep around. And I just grabbed apple cider vinegar because I don't care. And I just did, in this big, like, 20-whatever-quart roaster that I had full of water, just added, like, two glugs of. So probably, like, two ounces of vinegar for the whole thing. You don't end up tasting it when it comes out of your, um, of your pot or slow cooker or whatever. If you're obviously doing smaller amounts, you put less vinegar. So if you were just doing, like, a crock pot full, I'd say, like, a tablespoon or so of vinegar, but what the vinegar does is it like pulls everything that's good out of the bones. And when you slow cook them or, or even pressure cook them long enough, it makes the bones break down. And all of that goodness goes into the broth. And that's what makes it bone broth because you're getting all the nutrients from inside the bone. Okay, now that you know that, I don't really salt them or anything like that. I just, whatever. So I'm making this huge vat of chicken bone broth to make room in my freezers. And I let it go for a day and a half. Today was canning day, but I woke up with this drama with the AC going on. And I'm like, I can't wait anymore to can this bone broth up. I need to get that done now. I didn't want to do it inside the house because that creates a lot of steam and humidity. And we were already battling that with the AC not working right. So I go pull out my butane burner camp stove. And I set it up on the front porch. And I put my pressure canner out there. And then I, I put the broth in jars and get that all going. Put it in the... <laughs> put it in the pressure cooker outside, and I get it going. And I'm encountered, encountering as many problems with that as I did all day with the air conditioner. So the butane cans kept running out because um, I had two of them that were just partially used. And so they kept... Oh, it took forever to get to pressure, too. It's much faster inside. Even on my electric stove, it's faster than this camp stove was. Which is weird because it was a direct flame on the bottom of my canner. And I thought that would have gone much faster. But anyway, 
So I kept having to change out cans. Finally, on the third one, everything went fine. It took so long. And it wasn't even all of them. It was only half of what I had. Because I had this big roaster full, so I had to do it in... I was thinking, okay, I'm going to have to do this in two batches. But after that first one taking, like, three freaking hours, I'm like, nope. Nope. And, you know, the processing time on a quart jar of chicken broth, bone broth, whatever broth, okay? just It's just the liquid, right? You don't can it for meat times. You only need to can it for broth times, which is 20 minutes for a pint, 25 minutes for a quart. So once your pressure canner comes to pressure... It's only 25 minutes. No, it wasn't. <laughs> because of the problems with the butane canisters going out, it would keep dropping the temperature. I'd have to start over and over and over. Because if your temperature, if your pressure drops below, for my elevation, it's 11 pounds pressure. 10, 11 pound pressure is where it needs to be. If it drops below that, you have to start all over again with the time. You can't just add more time. You have to start over again. <laughs> so I had to do this three times. I was not amused. <laughs> but anyway, I finally got that done. And then I decided, screw this. I have an electric one. I will just, electric pressure canner is what I'm talking about. I will just use it to finish up the broth, which took me all afternoon as well, but it's done now. Thank gosh. It's cooling down, and I'm able to make this podcast because that was my plan earlier today after canning was to get to this. That would have been like five or six hours ago, and nope. <laughs> but I still got it in, and then I had a story to tell you. Hopefully not too boring. Hopefully my drama and shenanigans are not too boring for you guys. <laughs> the excitement of a stay-at-home mom who cans the drama. Oh, and I live in Texas where there's no body autonomy for women. And it's like a bajillion degrees. I mean, it's not hot outside. It wasn't that hot today. But when you step in your house and it feels like, worse than outside that's pretty bad and you know I couldn't open the doors because the back door my my kid was doing laundry and so it vents right by the back door the dryer vent and so if I open the door and let it blow the wind back through it had just blown hot steaming laundry scent air through my house which the laundry would have smelled good but you know I didn't want that steam and heat and yucky in here you know, and um, the front porch isn't screened in like the back is, so it would have had bugs in here. And I just, nope, no thank you. Or my dog's trying to get out. And, nope. Mm -mm, nope. Anyway, this is how my day has gone. And, and instead of, like, dwelling in it, which, I mean, a couple of times, you know, I was losing my shit because it's not fun. It's miserable, you know. Um, when things aren't working right, but I just thought, okay, this is Mercury retrograde's last stand probably, and um, I'm going to thank the universe for the lessons, and the lesson for me was there are many people in the world 
who do not have air-conditioned homes. They do not have clean, hot, running water in their home. They don't have enough food to be able to cut up and accidentally cut themselves. And so my lessons are, be grateful for what you have. Others are lacking in what you have. What you think is just normal, everyday things um, would be a huge blessing to someone else. And yes, occasionally things go wrong with the things that you have, but they can be fixed or they can be replaced and you can be comfortable again. And there's people on this planet that are never comfortable. And that was my lesson to be patient. And I knew that things would be fine because they always end up fine. And so I thanked the universe for the lesson. And I appreciate the things that we have. I appreciate the air conditioner. I appreciate the water heater. I appreciate this home, though it may be small. It keeps us safe and protected. We have a roof over our head. Our kids grew up here. And though there are times where we may not have been the happiest, there was always love here. And again, I've raised my kids here. And I've raised my last four kids here. <laughs> and when... Hurricane Harvey came through. My other kids came and stayed here. So it has been a safe haven. And I appreciate every bit of it. And I appreciate all of you. And it's time to wrap this up. So I love you all so, so much. Be grateful for what you have. Love you. Thank you so much. Bye for now.